Hello, and welcome to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cami and Faith. Faith, what are some things that make you think of summer? Hmm. Okay, this is going to sound like the beach episode anime starter pack, but a watermelon, fireworks, it being hot, and then cicada noises. I feel like definitely mm. reminds me of summer. Yes, I agree. Another thing that reminds me of summer mm-hmm. are the Lampyridae family of insect. So I'm going to send you a picture of an example of a member of the Lampyridae family, and you tell me what you call it. Okay. That is a firefly or a lightning bug. I say either. Which, yeah, which one do you usually say, though? Like, if you saw it and you were like, oh, it's a- I pro- I probably say fireflies more often. Okay. Yes. So, members of the Lampyridae family are known by a couple of different names. Fireflies, lightning bugs, and glowworms. They all mean the same thing. I've never heard of glowworms before. Glowworms is usually referring to the larval stage. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, do they glow too? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, And so that's also, it's also partially a regional thing. So Mm. firefly is the more common term in the Western United States. Like I have a Mm. map that's like the distribution of like what people call fireflies versus lightning bugs. Yeah. And it's like the U.S. split down the middle, Mm. the left side, the, the West is fireflies. And then the eastern side is primarily lightning bugs, but mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is about 50-50, and the Woo! northeastern states are fireflies. PA, baby! Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not very so... proud to be from here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever catch fireflies as a kid? Yes, I loved catching fireflies as a kid. I would take the kids I babysit out to do it. Mm-hmm. We'd get We'd get a jar full of them, and then we'd let them all go before we go inside for the night. Mm-hmm. I would feel bad about stepping on them. Yeah, and you it's also, like, terrible if you accidentally catch them and you're not gentle enough. And you squish them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but so I used sad. to run around with a little net, and I loved catching fireflies. I still do like to catch fireflies. It's fun. I, was I can say, do it with my hands now. Like I love catching fireflies. Them. It's easy for me. I'm the now. firefly master. <laughs> and then you like put your eye up to it, look at it. Yep. Let it crawl around on your arm and then it flies away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gentle. So, yeah, they are gentle. Um, the basics of fireflies are mm-hmm. that they are a family of light emitting beetles. Oh, I didn't think they were beetles. Oh, yeah, they're beetles. That makes sense. Order Coleoptera, baby. Coleoptera. Mm-hmm. So they're native to temperate and tropical climates around the world. Mm-hmm. All firefly species glow as larvae, but not all of them do as adults. Oh, okay. So that's where the glow worms thing comes yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Okay. They undergo a complete metamorphosis life cycle and most overwinter in the larval stage and emerge as adults in late spring. Mm -hmm. 
Their diets are varied across the family. Some are predatory, some eat nectar, and some don't have mouth parts at all as adults and don't eat anything. Most of them taste very bad to predators. Uh, and there's fossil evidence of firefly ancestors as far back as the late Cretaceous period. And it's believed that uh, fireflies or the ancestors of fireflies in the late Cretaceous period actually had green lights instead of yellow. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so bioluminescence is the ability of a living organism to produce light. Mm -hmm. So fireflies are able to bioluminesce. They have a light emitting organ that allows them to do this. Mm -hmm. And the ends they have an enzyme called luciferase that acts on luciferin in the mm -hmm. presence of magnesium ions, ATP, and oxygen to produce light. Oxygen say gets Sorry, isn't this like an extremely specific chemical reaction? Like I remember mm -hmm. having to learn like two magnesium plus however many whatever will tack on the luc luciferin kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, so we'll get to this in a minute, but it's a very important uh, compound in biochemistry research. Mm -hmm. So the oxygen gets to the light organ through an abdominal breathing tube, and that's how the reaction starts. Mm -hmm. Adults emit light for mate selection in addition to uh, pheromones. Can I? They also, some species, synchronize their flashing patterns. There's even one species of firefly females where they mimic the signaling pattern of a smaller species to trick the males into coming towards them where they will be eaten to give the females the toxic lucifagans chemicals that she needs for defense. That's what I was wondering if you were going to mention, because I remember having to listen to a TED talk about these. And I thought it was really cool that like mm -hmm. the bigger ones will wait for the male to flash and then a responding female and then she will copy the other female's flash to get the yep. mate to come over to her instead of the actual mate. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a rough very, world out there. Very Black Widow kind of, mm -hmm. kind of relationship. Yep. So that enzyme luciferase, we're going to come back to that. Um, luciferase is involved in bioluminescence in vibrio species of bacteria, which are the bacteria that make the Hawaiian bobtail squid glow in the dark. I was going to say they are in a species of squid and they're yep. the squid, the squid themselves are adorable mm -hmm. and they glow. They're cute. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. uh, genes encoding luciferase have been inserted into different organisms, including mice and potatoes. They can be used to assess transcriptional activity in a lab setting. Can you remind us what transcription is? Transcription is going from DNA to RNA. It's DNA to RNA and then RNA to protein. And RNA to yeah. protein is translation. Yep. It can also be used in ATP and kinase activity assays, which we are familiar with because mm -hmm. we have to do that stuff in our 
lab courses. Sadly. Yes. Um, one other thing I wanted to address regarding luciferase is that there was a conspiracy theory about this enzyme being included in the COVID-19 vaccines to track people, um, which is not true. <laughs> not That's true not true, all. but that would be so awesome, though. Just well, like, it's hey, not, it's not you present have, in. You have COVID, so you glow now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not present in the vaccines. And even if it were, that is not how it would work. No. At all. I just find that very funny. That Okay, that would actually be pretty cool for some kind of like medical test. Like if you, if, I don't know, the bacteria. No, that exists, but like it's for like cell cultures. Yeah, not for entire people glowing. I just think that'd be really funny. Just you start yeah. blinking like a light bulb and everybody's like, oh, like oh, no, the that kid guy from has the Lorax. What? The kid from the Lorax. The one who shakes his butt or a different kid? <laughs> no, no, no. The one who oh, the goes fish. in the dark. Yeah, no. the fish. Isn't it a fish? No. He's not a fish. Hold on. Not a fish. Yeah, I do remember the kid that was on TikTok that everyone was auditioning to be the Lorax kid. Yes, the, the one that trend was funny. The one who very rhythmically shakes his little butt. It's from the same song. They, um, it's like, Sorry. I forget what the dad's name is, but the mom goes, and my name's Rose. Our son Wesley kind of glows. And that's Aww. not good. So we suppose we should, we let, should it let it grow. Here, I'm sending you a picture of the glowing child. <laughs> I'm looking up glowing Lorax kid. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and also kind yeah, he of must glows. have COVID. Kind of glows. That that child is glowing. <laughs> yes. Dermatologists hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that child is neon. <laughs> Radioactive nuclear yes. neon green. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think anyway. That child might have been painting some uh some watches. <laughs> Painting some watching. Unfortunately, firefly firefly populations around the world are in decline. No. Because of chemical pesticides, climate change, habitat loss, and light pollution. Guys, we keep saying the same four things over and over again. We're losing species. <laughs> well, this one, yeah, this one, light, light pollution is more of a factor because, like, they're not able to find mates because they get confused by artificial light. Oh my, I want to do a study. I I want I want to do an experiment. <laughs> yeah, but one small thing you can do is make sure you release any fireflies that you catch. Don't catch them and then forget about them and leave them to die in a container. Oh, that's sad. Like in Grave of the Fireflies, the Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that in a Oh, you twice you've gotten close to spoiling my conclusion um i'm sorry you can also reduce the amount of artificial light that you use at night so turn off lights that you aren't using all that stuff to reduce the amount of light pollution so i don't want to end on a complete bummer so here's something cool to finish up with fireflies have a really big role in japanese culture oh hotaru is the word for fireflies and they're considered a sign of the seasons changing Mm -hmm. they're also a common motif in japanese literature as representatives of passionate love in poems and they are believed by some to hold the souls of fallen soldiers 
So oh. not to be not to be a bummer again, but if you've seen the 1988 film Hotaru no Haka or Grave of the Fireflies, this is a good example of the way that fireflies have been used as a metaphor in Japanese media and culture. I have not seen this film because I know that I will cry so hard that I throw up. It's a bit of, it, it's a bummer. Like it's yeah. <laughs> when you're in the mood to hurt your own feelings, go watch that movie. It's it's a lot. Really good though. Great film. You know, I'm going to sit that one out. Thanks. <laughs> you can um, watch Totoro instead. Like a weakling. Sorry, Totoro's boring. What? What what did you just say to me? I said what I said. Nothing happens in that movie. <laughs> You're having a bad take on the pod. Have you not seen have you not seen Totoro? First not of all, in one sitting because when Best. I was watching it with Max's little brother, he kept on restarting it every time like he, we had to stop. And he'd be like, we have to watch her in the beginning. I'm like, Joey, we've watched this part like eight times. I already know like the dad gets in the bath or whatever and the mom is sick. First of all. And they have dust has- bunnies. It has one of the best opening songs of all time. No, the song is good. The song is banging. Good. It has bagpipes and it's pretty. In it. Like it's it's a good like movie aesthetically. I just I just don't dig the story. I feel like it's more like for little kids. It is for little kids, but it's yeah, still great. The mom is like sick with tuberculosis, and he has to take care of the kids, and they like. They find a Totoro, like the spirit of the forest. No, Totoro's cute. Like I, it's not a bad movie. It's just kind of boring. I, I just have Totoro is just like such a comfort movie for me. I okay, can't. Sorry. I, I, I just if if it's the choice between Totoro and Ponyo, Ponyo wins every time. Ponyo is a lot more interesting to me. Pa- okay, Ponyo does have more like. And, you know, in fairness, I do have nostalgia for Ponyo. I don't have nostalgia for any of the other Ghibli movies. Really? Not any of them? Like, not Kiki Mm -hmm. or Howl's? No, I really like Kiki and Howl's, but I never watched those growing up. I watched them Oh, I didn't watch them. I didn't watch them growing up. I have adult nostalgia. Oh, no. (laughs) I have child nostalgia for Ponyo, and that's the only one. I didn't watch but anyway, to get back movie. onto the Firefly stuff, um, sorry, and not you know everybody attacking the fact that I think that Totoro is a little bit boring. You're just gonna um, get dragged in the sorry, sorry in the comments. I didn't say it was bad. Okay, I mm-hmm. just it's it doesn't hold my attention unless I'm watching <laughs> it with a kid, and you know that kid it did not hold his attention either. I so. know, I know it's okay. Okay, there are whole parks dedicated to fireflies in Japan, including uh, summer firefly festivals that happen in June and July. Oh, I want to go to a firefly festival. Yeah, one of the most famous is Tsukiyono Firefly Village in the Kanto region. Ooh. So people will don their yukata and go see fireflies while eating festival foods like takoyaki, yakitori, yakisoba, and watermelon, like you mentioned earlier. Delicious. I know this sounds so fun to me. I wish I had been able to choose the places that we visited when I lived in Japan because this definitely would have been my choice. I want to go to Japan so bad. Okay, but you have thing but Japan syndrome, so. I know I do. It's... (laughs) 
I can't help it. All Everything right, so that- we'll end on that note rather than on the bummer of, you know, conservation. So, yeah. you know, just imagine how nice it would be to go to a whole festival dedicated to little glowy bugs. And it's a little cold right now, but they should be out soon. It's like 65 degrees. That's not cold. Okay, but it's cold for them. Maybe. I don't know. Like they don't, at least back home, they didn't come out until like July, late, like mid to late July. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, keep an eye out for fireflies in your backyard as summer progresses. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.